FASWA is a podcast about Bigfoot. It's recorded for the skeptics, the believers, the knowers, and those who just have a casual interest in the subject. For more information, visit saswhat.com. Hey guys, before we start this week's show, uh, I just really quickly wanted to make mention of something that's going to happen later in the show. Toward the back half of the show, we're actually going to play an audio excerpt from Lauren Coleman's talk that he gave at Minerva Monster Day, which is really cool of him to allow us to do. So I wanted to uh, thank him real quick for, for letting us do that. And then the second thing, during the show, we did not talk about this, uh, but the International Cryptozoology Museum and Lauren Coleman did actually give us a uh, generous donation to small town monsters um, and we didn't mention it on the show so I wanted to make sh- sure that I recorded something where I could make mention of the fact that they were um, so ridiculously supportive of us and this event in general um, and whether or not this event will ever happen again I'm even you know I'm not sure and we'll talk about that in the show as well but um, small town monsters as a whole has been supported by Lauren pretty much from the start so um, it was just a really cool experience to have them involved uh, to that extent. So a real quick thanks to Lauren for being involved in our event and, and then for turning around and giving us something uh, it, when we actually owed him for his time and, and for spending all his, his entire weekend with us and getting stuck on a plane uh, on a return trip that got delayed by hours. So huge thanks to him. And um, But yeah, this is episode... Uh, 98 of Sasquatch, Minerva, Monster Day. Thing to uh, I go to the Mexican restaurant there and yeah, I didn't even out. I didn't even I mean that's how crazy the weekend was. It I kind of forgot about doing that. <laughs> really? Yeah, it, we did. Remember? Yeah, the, I remember uh, now. The ordered by number and yeah. It's like so, 86 things on the menu there. I mean, that's probably what we should just do with this show is a catch-up episode since we haven't done an episode in months. Um, not literally. Well, maybe. I can't remember. Was it? We didn't do anything during August. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay. But there's been a lot going on. Lots going on. So Lots. A lot. A lot. And, and episode 100, which we recorded live uh, during the 100... <laughs> 100th episode Sasquatch meetup uh, we'll we'll get that out soon and i don't know i think we've done an episode since the meetup um but but we we did have a blast at that and i would love to do more um Sasquatch meetups so if you're yeah. a local or even if you're not a local we had a guy drive from from alaska so obviously yeah not. shout out to beans yes shout out to larry beans baxter um but if if you're in the area or or whatever, and you would be interested in another Sasquatch meetup, let us know so we we can kind of try to gauge if it's something we should be doing again or or more than once a year, or if we should do it once a year only, or or how we want to do it. Because for Mark and I, it's no problem to do it. You know, like we we live near Peninsula. Um, it's a blast to go to Peninsula. It doesn't have to be in Peninsula, but I like the idea of Fishers being our <laughs> our hangout. Yeah. Um, so if yeah, you're any s- excuse, really, right? <laughs> to right. go to Peninsula, we actually is need fine. to do that. Yeah, like like we should do that again pretty soon. Actually, just you, me, and Andy, even. Um, yeah. 
Well, you know, and we could take people on a field trip to the library to see the yes. Peninsula Python mural. It's something you really have to do if you're at all interested in that story. Yeah. Because they have other historical material there, too, just for free. You can walk up and take a little flyer, and it's really it's awesome how they've embraced it there. Yeah, and when when Lauren and I were in town, it was early on Sunday morning, so the, the library was not open. But... um yeah, if you're interested in doing a Sasquatch meetup or, or taking part in a Sasquatch meetup, uh, just just let us know because we would. Uh, I would organize another one. We didn't. We don't put any work into it. <laughs> we, yeah, it's we just perfect. show up and eat food and hang out. <laughs> uh, so if if that's something that you want to do with us, um, yeah, let us know. Hold on a sec. I got my my dog has just laid down and gotten my my microphone wire tangled around her leg. They've been pretty patient all night, you know. That yeah, I kicked I kicked them out of the room earlier, but she's oh, she's back okay. now and she's already managed to. Yeah, I'll be fine now. So anyway, um, we uh, let's talk about let's talk about Minerva Monster Day. Has anything else happened besides Minerva Monster Day? I can't. Oh, man, I mean that we you know that would be pertinent to to the show. I can't think of anything. Sasquatch meetup. Um, Sas- that was the biggie, and that was like an epic recording experience too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a lot of fun. It was. We covered a lot of ground that night. Yeah, and heard the mysterious sounds of of uh, that country country chatted. music fellow. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Um, but well, we just got done. So we we put on Minerva Monster Day uh, round two, and this year's event was. Um, man, I don't know how you feel. I, I haven't had time to reflect and, or maybe I just haven't reflected. I haven't thought about it till right now when we're talking about it, as far as like just looking back on the event and, and how it stacked up to last year, you know, like they're just so different from each other. Last year's mm-hmm. event and this year's event, last year's event was a film premiere and this year's event was a, a small town festival. I might've enjoyed this year's more. In fact, I think at the, I think th- I almost said it at the end of the day. I think <laughs> I th- I think I enjoyed this year's more now that I'm s- talking about it, just because mm-hmm. it 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 almost felt like more of a family to me than last year's. Um, it was having you, it, Mark. So so for those that don't know, Minerva Monster Day um, was was our event here in Minerva. It was an event that we put together. Um, that last year's event, like I said, was where we premiered Minerva Monster, and this year's event was a a small town festival. We showed uh, a bunch of different uh, Bigfoot and cryptid themed films. Um, we flew in Lauren Coleman. We had my buddy Dave Knopp talk about filmmaking on a budget, um, and we on Friday night we had a short film festival and then a film premiere for a movie called Wild Man: My Search for Sasquatch. Um, that short film festival might've been one of the highlights, I think of the whole thing. And and I think mm-hmm. people that were there on Friday really enjoyed that. So, but, but the event, uh, honestly, it ended up being almost a SAS what show. I mean, it was like Mark was hosting Mark did Mark emceed the entire event, um, which was great for me. Cause he's a lot better at that than I am. And, um, it was like everything I want to see in a Bigfoot 
event. And I don't know how you felt about it, but um, it was just, it, it was what I, you know, you're always trying to think of an angle, like not an angle, but some something new, something you can do. Cause mm-hmm. there's a, there's a billion different Bigfoot conferences out there and they, they always kind of have the same stable of speakers and all that kind of stuff. And um, I didn't want to just do that. And so we did something that's more film centric and, and more focused around the vendors and, you know, having this little festival and yeah, I thought, I thought it went smashingly well, honestly. I mean, if, if 20 people had showed up, I probably would have thought that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was fantastic. I loved the fact that it was centered around the films and, you know, being the MC, the, the cool thing about that is I felt like I needed to stick around (laughs) Because, you know, I had to go talk about stuff. But um, that also meant that I got to see all these films. And I think with the exception of the Small Town Monsters films, these were all things that I was seeing for the first time. So like uh, Alex Petikoff's stuff, which I thought was marvelous. Mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed that, uh, especially the Loch Ness film. Yeah, And uh, just this, to see like the high level of filmmaking that people are doing and sort of in the same vein as you know what you do which is not crazy reenactments or playing up the you know the violent aggressive monster factor but just letting these stories unfold and just putting you in the situation or or like the environment where these films you know like uh, Loch Ness for example or Pacific Northwest I just really love that angle on it and then of course, to have Lauren Coleman be really the featured speaker at the whole thing with all the, his background in both cryptozoology, obviously, and film, uh, it just was a marvelous experience. So I, I think it's, it is a completely unique event because I can't think of any other uh, sort of cryptid-related thing that it really revolves around films about the subject. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I had a I had a lot of fun, even with, you know, like I I never got I felt terrible because there were a lot of people who came. In fact, there was a, a good family friend um, came up from Kentucky specifically for this. Set aside this weekend, came up and I spoke to him for maybe five minutes, if that. Yeah. Um. I yeah. just I never really had time during the day, and I think you were the same way. Um. Mm-hmm. But it's it was still, um. I still just had a lot of fun with it. I had a I had a really good time with the event. I thought uh, it seemed you know Lauren Coleman. I think was the one that said stress free, and yes. even even with all the the work that was going into it, uh, that was kind of how I felt. Now I didn't necessarily feel that way on Friday night. There was just so much mm-hmm. going on on Friday night. Um, right. I I you know at the end of Friday I was a little frazzled, but Saturday was like everything just went smoothly. The yeah, a- no crazy like and and you got to think of what we're doing here. This is entirely focused around AV. I mean, the entire event's focused around AV and, mm-hmm. um, a lot can go wrong. <laughs> right. And, Absolutely. And, uh, Gosh. the, a big part of that, a big thanks has to go to the Minerva high school because, uh, um, Alex over at the high school helped me for two days straight, actually, just to get everything up and running. And even though the films weren't in HD, which would have been awesome, but it, it's still like, even with DVD, quality it it ended up being a better experiences than some of our high-res screenings have been i just their sound system was great the venue was yeah. great um it was an awesome place to show movies you're in minerva high school and this is if i'm not mistaken this might be the same high school 
where the Catons went. And if not, there's still Caton's grandkids in that school. I spoke to one the day before, uh, one of Howie's, uh, it'd be one of Howie's nieces, I think. So this is a, a very, this is very much steeped in Minerva monster lore. And, you know, Lauren really brought that home with his Minerva monster talk. Um, so I, I, I don't even know how much we could say about it other than it was it was a, a really successful event. I had a lot of fun with the film festival. We should probably talk about that a little bit. The short film festival. We had people make and submit yeah. uh, short films. And uh, your son, Andy, uh, won third place or second place? I can't second. remember. Second place. Second, yeah. Sorry, yeah, with Heck Hollow, and, um, which is his film, his, his found footage horror film. Um, and... You know, the thing about that that I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned to you, maybe I sent you a message about this, but you know, he has not seen Blair Witch Project mm-hmm. um, or he hasn't seen Cloverfield. The only found footage movie that he's seen is Troll Hunter. Have you seen yes, Troll Hunter? Yes, I love Hunter? that movie, yeah. So I think that was the greatest, that was the greatest influence on him as far as uh, the found awesome. footage genre. Yeah. So sort of his tribute to Troll Hunter. It's funny because... Because, I mean, I'm watching, I'm like, oh, well, that shot, the shot of Sue across the the river or whatever, and he thinks he sees her in the distance, seems like it's out of Blair Witch. Um, and we did, the, these films that were made and submitted are, there were, there were no rules other than they had to be under five minutes and they had to be appropriate for all ages. Uh, one of the, one of the films completely ignored both, both rules. <laughs> uh, and we still let them into the contest, but, um, yeah. uh, the the films that were submitted were fantastic. Like I can't even wrap my mind around the fact that this was not, for the most part, these were not movies that were pre-made. You know, where people are just submitting some film. I mean, uh, most of these movies were made for this specifically for this event. Uh, the winning film was was called The Widow and the Windigo, which was made by Abe uh Schaefer is that his last yeah. name and yes. uh it starred him and Melissa Holmes so it was a cast of two and so my favorite thing about that movie was that it's hilarious uh mm-hmm. his comedic timing is awesome like i yeah. i told him as i was driving i was i was talking to him for a minute in the morning on on saturday and i said if i ever make a f- a, a fictional film you're going to have to be in it cuz he's just <laughs> like his comedic timing is great yeah but um and then it switches gears very very quickly at the very end and becomes a horror movie for about you know thirty seconds or whatever. Mm-hmm. Th- these are all short films that tell a really cool story in a very very short period of time. In the case of the movie Windigo, which we both said we liked, it's two minutes long. Um, and and but but yeah, the third place winner was co- called Crypto America. You can you should be able to look these up online and watch them. I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a whole slew of films. We had a, a young girl from Minerva make and submit a movie called Dark Reflections, and that one was a minute and ten seconds. I think it was extremely mm-hmm. short. Yeah. Um, so uh, and they were all making. It was just a cool experience to have people doing this to be involved in in this event and that was where uh i guess sitting there watching those movies with everyone that night and hearing all the the cheering and all that kind of stuff um Mm -hmm. was where i was like clued into the fact that okay this this is what it's all about the event last year was about us i mean like it really was like that's Mm -hmm. what it boiled down to it was it was about minerva monster day and the fact that we get to premiere this movie here and this year it was more about the other filmmakers it was about like uh, uh, letting 
other filmmakers find an audience live because that really is an awesome experience to watch your movie with an with an audience a terrifying one but it's a it's it's, yeah. a, it's a cool experience and so so like i don't know that alexander petikov um has ever got to watch mystery at Loch Ness with a large crowd like that so mm. that and peter weimer's uh i've seen bigfoot and uh justin chernipesky's wild man my search for sasquatch got the premiere i mean it was it was that was just a really cool thing to to instead of it being about small town monsters it's more about movie maker like filmmakers making these movies about this mm-hmm. type of stuff so yeah and then the connections that result off of that mm-hmm. you know it was just cool to see like to talk to abe and uh melissa the next day and have her show the when to go feet did you see those no i didn't get to see them oh seriously no. they were uh they were some kind of boot that they modified and really? she actually wore those. Yes, she told me to that. do the steps in front of the yeah. the tent, and she was hanging on to like a clothesline to keep help keep her balance. No kidding. And just yeah, and just sharing stories like that and appreciating each other's work. It was really extremely cool situation. That that is a really cool thing. Um, yeah. So so that was uh, that was the event. I mean, I don't know. I didn't get to be in for Lauren's entire talk. I did sit outside and listen to a good portion of the, the back half of it. So I got to hear a lot of it, but I did not get to be in there for the entire thing. We, we got to show a sneak preview of boggy Creek monster. That was about 10 minutes long. Were you, have we, I don't, had you, you saw the trailer. We haven't talked yes. about the, the sneak peek. What did you think of the sneak peek? Well, sneak peek, it, you know, it, being in my shoes, it's very unusual because, you know, I've, I've had access to the raw yeah. footage. Yeah. And uh, so it was, it was in, a, in a strange way, it was like seeing people that you've known mm-hmm. <laughs> just showing up on the screen because, you know, transcribing those interviews, you really drill down into sort of the mannerisms of these people. Yeah. So to see them pop up on the screen again, it was really kind of exciting because it was like, oh yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I, and, uh, I, and also having been there on site for some of that, um, you know, there's kind of an emotional reaction to it. I, I think you've had something like that on occasion where it, it hits you like you, this isn't, you, you can't experience it like somebody Who's just coming in and watching it because right. you've been there, right? So that it just it brought April back to me in a pretty powerful way, which was fun. Mm-hmm. And um, I just I love how that trailer starts, you know, with the smoky voiceover. Right, that's just perfect. That just gets you so pumped up for what's coming. It's exciting, uh, you know. And I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was i i had just cut it two days before and i i was uh actually excited to watch it with a crowd the only thing on retrospect that as i was watching it is i wish i had included slightly less lyle footage um because i know a lot of people are going to think this is the lyle blackburn movie then it's just lyle and it really isn't in that trailer i included a lot of lyle but mm-hmm. there's i mean you know from doing the transcriptions we have like uh, what eight other interviews that don't have Lyle in them. So there's, you know, there's four that do, and then there's eight that don't. So, um, 
Uh, but yeah, I was excited to watch it with a crowd and uh, to get to hear. I mean, the, the so the crazy thing for me there there were two really crazy things that day. We we you and I had talked when we set up the schedule. We we set up the schedule together. At least decided the order of things, and mm-hmm. we scheduled Minerva Monster first that day. And when we talked about it, I think you you might remember me saying. You know, we'll show Minerva Monster. That'll kind of be our soft opening because everyone's mm-hmm. seen it. You know, and then and then we'll go from there. And the biggest crowd we had the entire day was for Minerva Monster first yeah. thing in the day. So, right, the rough estimate on that screening is three hundred people. It 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 could very well have gone a little higher than three hundred. There there were mm-hmm. three hundred seats out. Most of the seats were full. And then there were people sitting and standing all around the back of the high school uh, auditoria. So. So right. there was a very large crowd in attendance for Minerva Monster, which I was not expecting at all because this movie's been out for well over a year now. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, if there's a big takeaway from the entire event for me, it's that it should be more focused on Minerva Monster. <laughs> you know, like okay, like because the two huge successes of the day were the Minerva Monster screening in the day de- in the morning and Lauren Coleman's. Minerva Monster talk in the afternoon, uh, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm not saying necessarily don't show other Bigfoot movies or other cryptid. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying maybe put more of a you know bring in a couple more speakers to talk about Minerva Monster. You know who might have had a connection to that case or something. You know just the the Minerva stuff was huge. People loved the Minerva Monster centric stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But that screening was massive, huge, huge audience. And then later in the day, uh, Lauren Coleman's talk and Boggy Creek Monsters sneak preview completely packed out to the point where when Boggy Creek Monster sneak uh, started, I noticed that uh, most of the vendors had come in so they could see it. So oh, that was, that yeah. was cool for me because like sure I I saw Abe and Melissa were in there I saw uh, Erie Erie Ohio guy was in there I saw a lot of different people had come in from outside just so they could get a look at the sneak preview so so that was sure. exciting and there was a you know a loud applause after it ended and then um, that was our first time as a team back together since April so you and Andy were up with us uh, Jason yeah. and Zach came over for it Aaron was there and Brandon and I and we all went up on stage and I had told Zach and them before we went up I was like now listen I was like it's you know we're showing a trailer a glorified trailer there there might be one question there might be no questions but we uh ended up cutting it off I ended up saying one more question because we had so many questions it was going over the half hour that I had allotted Mm -hmm. for the Q&A so we had tons of interest in the story people i guess people are excited about the movie which just puts a little bit more pressure on me to perform Uh, (laughs) but but i wasn't i don't know that i was expecting the 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 q a to go that well either right A, a big takeaway point that i reflected on later was that i i think this is part of lauren's talk you know i've heard him speak before and he likes to do this where he will just sort of informally poll the listeners, you know, as to where they're from and you know, different things. You have pets and just, you know, different questions. And uh, one of the questions he asked, I think, was, you know, how how many small town monsters fans are here? And like every hand in the room shot up. Hmm. And I think maybe the a big difference between this year and last year is that this year's event 
really was the the drawing card was on the strength of small town monsters. I mean, there was no other group funneling people to this event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just purely people who had either seen or heard about Minerva Monster or Beast of Whitehall, and it was a small town monsters event. So uh, to me, it makes sense that there is an anticipation for. Boggy Creek Monster, because a lot of the people that you saw there, and the vendors included, are people who really dig the approach uh, that that you're coming up with, the, which was neat. That was a cool thing. It it really is. I mean, Small Town Monsters is so many people too, other than me. So so yeah. it's exciting that every that as a team we're building this community around it. Um, the where I thought you were going with what you were saying was so so last year. Uh, small town monsters. Minerva monster was was all over the place locally. It was it was mm-hmm. in in newspapers on the cover of newspapers on on yeah it it was on Fox Eight the week of yeah. the event. You know it was talked about in a lot of different right. places. And that crowd, the crowd that came out, was curious about Minerva monster. This year's crowd was from all over, and, and that's the other thing is that that crowd was primarily from 50% Minerva and then the rest was Canton, Akron, Cleveland area with other outlying areas of Ohio and a couple people drove in from out of state. This year's mm-hmm. event was from all over. We, we in fact I would almost say that there was barely anyone there from Minerva. Um, which is really unusual. Now I th- I'm sure the mm-hmm. the Minerva Monster screening early in the day was was mostly or a large part of that crowd was Minerva Monster, you know, Minerva people, and and right. and um, that is the reason that I believe our our attendance is is as high as last year's, which is a huge deal, and I'll explain why in a minute. But I think the attendance it might not have been at the 1200, which is the high end for last year, but I think we had at least a thousand people there because of the fact that there were 300 plus people there for that screening, and throughout the rest of the day, I would see different people in every showing of every movie. And when I'm saying a thousand people, I think that it stretches over to the vendor area and all that stuff. So I think we had sure. a lot of people oh, yeah. show up. Um, but the, the crazy thing to me was the fact that we had people come in from Michigan, Indiana, Idaho, um, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, New York, mm-hmm. uh, Virginia, Massachusetts, Maine. Um, what, what am I missing? Am I missing something? I think I'm missing something, but Toledo. I mean, you know, in Ohio, we had people drive from Toledo and Cincinnati and Columbus, and so the the biggest difference between this year and last year ended up in the crowd, anyway, for me being that that last year, if I had said to the crowd who you know asked the crowd who Small Town Monsters is, they're only. Um, they, they, their, their introduction to small town monsters was Minerva monster day or Minerva monster. Whereas this year, because of the fact that we've been out there a year, we've made another movie. We're working on a third movie a lot. Plus we've been all over the place uh, coast. I mean the, the reach of coast to coast can't be understated. Right. Um, I would say Friday night, especially a massive amount of people were from coast to coast had become familiar with us because of coast mm-hmm. to coast, which was shocking. Um, so the the big thing this year was that this was a small town monsters audience, um, right? And, and that is exciting. Yeah. 
but the crazy the, driving from all over that was you know the the people that drove from Albany, <laughs> New York. Yeah, um, right. And and Idaho, there was a guy there from Idaho. So, um, for for our little event, so that that was exactly. It's so gratifying to see that, and um, also just you know when you're putting a schedule together like that, my the one thing that I was kind of fearful about, I guess, was I really hoped that um, people would turn out for Lauren Coleman's mm-hmm. talk. Yes. You know, because it was the first thing after a break for for supper and, and stuff. And he's late and, in the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was a it was a strong turnout. I thought it and was I, it was among the strong. I mean, it probably was the strongest in the day next to that Minerva screening. Right. Yeah. And it filled up. But the crazy thing about Lauren's talk was it started good. You know, it it started solid. I left the room, and when I came back in, it was almost completely full. Um, mm-hmm. there was a, yeah. it was, it, it just continued to, to kind of fill out over the course of the day. So I like the fact that we, we did with it what we would want to do. And if you can hear noise in the background, my wife has TV on in the next room and it's really oh. hot in this room. So I have the door open. So I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm sure it's going to show up on the audio. Sorry, listeners. Um, but yeah, I, I just like the fact that we did an event. That was um, what what you and I probably would have looked for in a Bigfoot event if we were. This is an event I would have gone to. Like, I, if I was, yeah. if I had no involvement in it, I would have gone to this event. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and, and it, sorry, go ahead. Did, well, did you get? Um, did you see Lauren's? He had one comment. I think on Facebook he described it as. Uh, maybe we referenced this before, but uh, number one, stress-free. And then the second observation he had, which was really interesting, was it was like going back to 1950s America yeah. with a little 1970s thrown in. Yeah. So I, that was pretty Well, the pretty the high school football team helped him put up his canopy. Were you out there when that happened? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, the Minerva high school football team brought Lauren a, a backup canopy. I, I can't say <laughs> enough about the high school. Because uh, mm-hmm. they were extremely welcoming, we were using their tables out in the vendor area. Um, they were unbelievably helpful on on all of that stuff. So, uh, you know, it it really was a blast. I thought I thought the the entire thing. But what I said I said earlier about how it was almost more rewarding this year um, mm-hmm. is is just last year we were we were everywhere in Ohio, and then when the AP when the Akron Beacon Jur- Journal story wrote. Uh, went out the the ap picked up that story so the minerva monster name went coast to coast all over the country last year and this year we did not have that we we didn't right. have any um crazy regional coverage we never go too long without some sort of coverage uh regional but um we we certainly weren't on the front page of any major papers until a couple days before the event and then you know a lot of local coverage but if you compared the two, it was it was night and day, and we still drew an audience that was uh, comparable, just based off of you know name recognition, the fact that people are enjoying Minerva Monster, they are enjoying what we're doing, and um, one of the coolest things I'm seeing is that a lot of these people are not necessarily Bigfoot people. Um, mm-hmm. There, a lot of the people that are coming to our events or screenings are just people who who might find the subject you know a fun curiosity um but mm-hmm. because of our approach they're a little more open-minded 
to the whole thing. Um, and it's fun to, but you know, for local people, it's fun to support other local people who are doing stuff like this. So I don't know. I, I mean it, this is the first time I've really taken any time to really reflect on just the event. You know, like we just got done doing into the fray and we talked about Lauren and all that stuff, but I hadn't, I mean, it really was a a crazy, I'm still recuperating. I was, I I mean, I believe it. Yeah. I think I am too. Yeah. Honestly. Now, I have a Lauren story. I haven't told you this yet. Oh, good. It's hilarious. We, um, he, one cool thing, this was during lunch, we were talking about how he, you know, he's a collector, obviously. He pretty much stock, stocks the Cryptozoology Museum himself, mm-hmm. but he collects other things too. And one thing that he likes to do when he goes to speak anywhere is he likes to hit the antique stores in that area to try and find something that's, germane to the area or the event that he can then buy and present to somebody who's kind of in charge of that particular event you know so like uh in the case of minerva i think he would have been looking for something that evoked 1970s uh minerva you know like uh like a pennant from the high school team or something like that yeah so we are you know uh driving around minerva and uh, Paris Township, looking for antique stores, and uh, we, you know there were we went into this one that was um, kind of across the street from Kishman's. It billed itself as an antique store, but we went in and very quickly learned that it was just sort of a gift shop, and they had one true antique, and it was this old game hanging on the wall. So it was kind of a joke. And Lauren, we were there for maybe like four minutes, and he's like. I'm ready. <laughs> so we left there and we drove out west of town and there was this um what's that little community? It's not East Canton, it comes before East Canton. Robertsville, right. There was a, a antique store in Robertsville but it was closed so we turned around and we were driving back and there was it looked like a storefront because it was decorated with all this sort of fall foliage and pumpkins and stuff and so we sort of pulled up to the edge of the road and on the front door was this hand-drawn sign and it said this is not a store this is a residence (laughs) and uh lauren thought that was so hilarious that he took a picture of it and he posted it on his twitter account (laughs) just just you know this sort of slice of life thing that was really really funny yeah because it it did, for all intents and purposes, look like it was a an antique store. So this must be you know you just visualize like random people knocking on the door of this place, right? And, you know, it's it's somebody's home. So uh, that was just a really he, cool moment. We never did get to find a legitimate <laughs> antique store for him, unfortunately, as like the one shortcoming I think of our kind of taking him around that day. The I do know he loved it where he was. He loved the hotel, which I was very concerned about going into it because I didn't know. You know, like I stayed at mm-hmm. Palmantiers last year and I loved it. Um, and I thought if I do this again next year and we can put up a speaker, this is where they'll stay. But I didn't know. It's not a chain hotel. It's very old fashioned. You know, everything's real clean and and updated and big, ro- huge rooms. But yeah, and and it's in a 
absolutely gorgeous location. There's nothing behind it, kind of, but farmer's field. I mean, it is it is quintessential Minerva. It's mm-hmm. woods and farmer's fields, and you're out in the middle of nowhere. You're a mile or two outside of town. There's nothing close by. Um, one cool thing, we get in the car on Sunday, and I'm going to take him, you know, we're driving down the road toward the airport, and he goes, well, now you got to show me where the Catons live. So I hung a hung a left, turned around, went back, because what he didn't realize is he was, I mean, I had told you guys, but he must not have realized how close he was. You can you can just about see the Caton's house from the hotel. Oh, wow. So I, uh-huh. I drive back in that direction, and, and I actually pulled into their driveway, and he was snapping photos and everything of, mm-hmm. of everything. But I got to show him. I said, this is the, you know, there's the mobile home park, and this is the house, and then across the street here is where the UFO was supposedly landed two weeks later and, and all <laughs> this kind of stuff. So And he was, he that was where... Uh, his his cryptid geekiness came out like you could tell he was yeah kind of excited in that moment to be there awesome so um I do think he enjoyed the small town Americana of just just being out there in Minerva mm-hmm. it really is a a unique kind of place I mean maybe not unique to us because we're from this area and we're we're from Ohio but I think to someone like him to really experience. Uh, the hospitality that a small town can have. And he did like he got, you know, the, the high school team shows up and moves his canopy. The, the kids are helping to move tables and stuff. You know, I mean, it's, it was the, the, the people that came to the event were so nice and everyone was so nice. And uh, um, he was uh, shocked by the amount of people that, that told him they knew me through church. He said, <laughs> He said oh he'd yeah, never, he'd never had so many people say that they knew someone through church, right? Uh, at an event yeah. before, and he said it's funny because <laughs> like he said he never he, he wouldn't have I forget it, it, I don't want to say this wrong because it would sound almost insulting in a way, but he's I guess he basically said you know he he wouldn't have he wouldn't have necessarily um uh, there's the and no matter what I say if I say this wrong it's going to sound wrong no matter what okay. so but basically. You know, he was just impressed with the fact that we were both church going guys who aren't, you know, trying to, I don't know, smack him over the head with a Bible for, for being interested in the subject of cryptozoology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so, but, but he did think that was a kind of a unique situation was the fact that you're, you're a minister and, mm-hmm. and everyone he spoke to that knew me apparently knew me from church. So, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah. It, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's that's sort of a reason behind a reason. You know what I mean? Right. For right for our involvement. So that's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I will tell you this: it was our express goal when the moment we picked him up from the airport to when we left him mm-hmm. to make sure that he had the best possible time. Because I just wanted him to be like in a great frame of mind for Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I, I am hopeful that we achieve that. You know, just making sure everything went really smooth and that he was at ease. I think, uh, despite so. getting up at three thirty or four o'clock, I did feel I did feel bad about that. His plane, yeah. his planes were not ideal in any way, um, which is, you know, part of that is working with a small town chamber of commerce who's who's got a mm-hmm. budget. Um, you have to work within that budget, but. 
it was a it was a crash course in for for me. I don't know how you felt, but it was a crash course for me in in event planning and event organization. I'd never done anything on this scale. It was very right. different from Minerva Monster Day last year, um, and it was uh, and it was kind of shocking that we didn't have any major disasters. <laughs> yeah, so. right. Well, and I mean. To be candid, you took care of the most of the planning stuff. I mean, I was more on the I guess services end of things, I guess, but which is fine. And uh, again, I mean, to Lauren's credit, he made sure that he was in early enough on Friday, uh, you know, and, and got a good night's rest because he said this to me a couple times. He wanted to be able to give the best yeah. possible presentation Saturday evening. Which I guess I was I was really impressed by that because you think of how many times he's done stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, like like more times than than you could possibly imagine, probably. And he's still concerned about giving the very best possible hour long talk yeah. about cryptozoology and and Minerva Monster. I would, that really sort of that said something to me about what Lauren Coleman's really like. <laughs> you know, he was not just there uh, as another date on the calendar. Next, please. For those people that don't know what your name of your city, it's really the goddess of poetry, medicine, wisdom, commerce, weaving, crafts, and magic. And I don't know if you knew it, but Minerva is actually on the Medal of Honor. It's on the Navy Medal of Honor. It's on the Army Medal of Honor. And it's really about uh, this goddess that was conceived from Hercules and has a lot of warlike qualities, but also a lot of protection qualities. So uh, it's a very powerful name. I know a, a lot of the local historians will say it's named after, uh, you know, the first girl that was born here and all of that. That's okay, but what I like to do is look a little bit beyond that and see how the name sometimes in a twilight language sort of way, gives a sort of flavor to a city. And you have a city that's really strong. Uh, the city name and the whole kind of history of it is a very strength-oriented name. Next, please. So let's look back to August 1978. What was happening when all of these monsters were being seen locally? Well, the Pope had just died. And all month there was this decision about what we were going to do about a new pope. And it wasn't until late in the month that a successor was uh, actually chosen. And John Paul I became a very powerful pope and very important one. And in between, uh, during that month, there was all the business about Nicaragua, Iran-Contra, and all of those things were going on. So it was a time that was kind of unsettled. And psychologically, that's important to look, how are people feeling whenever they're seeing these monsters? Next, please. Uh, This, in general, was a time of high strangeness uh, with a lot of reports, a lot of UFO reports, a lot of creature reports where they were reported to have red glowing eyes and maybe they would get close to your car. Uh, Reports from uh, West Virginia of a Bigfoot-type creature getting close to your car, its hair going up, and the car stopping. Those kinds of reports were in the air, and it was a time of high strangeness. Next, please. 
So let's look at 68, kind of move up to 78. And you may know some of these cities more than I do. Cleveland and uh, Salem. Uh, C-O-T-O-E over there. That's actually my book, Creatures of the Outer Edge. And so I actually had reports in my book uh, from talking to people that nobody else had. And it was a time when we were getting, beginning to notice not, you know, we didn't have to wait for these Bigfoot conferences of these last few years. We knew back then there's something very strange about Ohio. Next, please. Then in 73, I went and investigated the Mansfield, Ohio report. This was a creature that actually went in and out of the little lake there. It was um, a lake that a lot of people was in a town park, a city park. But you can see there, um, Mansfield, New London, other places, glowing red eyes. Those kinds of things started coming out in the reports during the, the 70s. Next, please. 73, isn't this town just real close to here? Down the road? A little bit. I mean, I noticed it was the exit that said this city and Minerva. So maybe Bigfoot got lost in 73 and was trying to get here. Next, please. Then 78, earlier in 78, around Ohio, we started getting reports. Enough to really get the publicity going for Bigfoot in general. And the one that got a lot of publicity before Minerva was Big Head. Anybody ever heard of Big Head before? So Big Head was certainly in the news. And all kinds, you can see there UFO reporters, UFO investigators got involved because of course, cryptozoologists and Bigfooters weren't uh, on every corner like they are today. They became really important uh, later on, and it was UFO investigators because they were already working on interviewing witnesses, trying to get evidence, and things like that. Next, please. So here we have Minerva. We're here. We've come up to it. And this is um, something you saw from the movie. Next, please. So. One of the things I want to talk about for a minute is this confusion about the date. Did it happen on August 20th? Did it happen on August 21st? Uh, the movie says 21st. A lot of the reports say the 21st. And I think there's some confusion here about when midnight was. So it's worth looking back a little bit at some of this. I will go with 21st. But this I got off of a website that is linking it to the 20th. So there's even some mystery about what date it really started. Was it right before midnight on the 20th? Was it after midnight on the 21st? Uh, the police report, of course, on the 21st shows up, and so we have to go with that. Anyway, kitchen table, friends, kids, all of that stuff is there. Uh, this is an artist drawing from way back when. Next, please. And this is the part of the house that's from the movie. He has a reputation as being something of a curmudgeon, um, and that was never—that's never been my experience, actually. No. Um, he has a sense of humor. Yeah. That if you don't understand it, I think somebody could maybe take it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But he's just sort of probing you to see: Do you get this or not? Right. <laughs> and if you do, uh, he's just absolutely warm personal, funny person. Great to hang out with. It was really a, a rewarding experience. 
I had some really cool things said to me following um, uh, Beast of Whitehall. Matt, Matt Harris came over. Oh yeah, and I got to talk to him for a minute. And and I don't know, maybe I'm I'm wrong, but he seemed emotional um, over the the screening. In fact, he told me he mm-hmm. he understood why it was my baby. Um, but okay. I, I had my friend, uh, Josiah who drove up from Kentucky he had only seen Minerva. He hadn't seen Whitehall yet. And he said, um, he said, yeah, that was, he said that was, I can't remember his exact words, but he, I mean, it was basically, that was a, a, a leap, you know, ahead of Minerva. Um, mm-hmm. and at the same time with it, with all the positive remarks we've had about Whitehall lately and, and the huge audience it's found, through Amazon, which just continues to astound me. Um, I have a growing respect for Minerva. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it, you know, like it's a, I'll always wish it was more, I think, because I know, I know what that story is really to me. And Mm -hmm. we, we bear to me, we barely touched the surface of what I would have liked to have done. And we, we spent too much time on some things I wouldn't have liked to have talked about as much. And, and there's audio technical difficulties throughout that still bug me when I watch it. But, um, it is crazy that that movie continues to, to have such a huge following out there in Minerva. People Mm -hmm. out there love that movie. People, well, people from all over love that movie. Um, you know, it's, it's. I, I guess I'm starting to warm to my own to my own film. Yeah, well, that's that's cool to hear you say that because you know I ha- it had been a long time since I saw Minerva. Um, it may have been the Palace screening. Wow, it's the last time I saw it from beginning to end. Lucky, and so yeah. <laughs> so I got to watch it again because, like I said, I was hanging around the screening room all day basically, and um, I have to say that. For whatever reason, this time around, the actual story of the Minerva case seemed to be more uh, finely tuned, is the best way I can think of to describe it. Like, I don't know. I mean, you, you see a movie in different ways, but this time it was like the, the story was more pronounced hmm. in the presentation, hmm. which I found uh, an interesting reaction. Um <laughs> The, and I just I I just like the the whole idea the form of every line of dialogue that you hear is from a witness. I that's, just I think that's so cool. That is me. that's what I was just about to say is that the storytelling is so different from what we did with Whitehall, and it's going to be completely right. different from what we did with with Boggy, and it's completely different from a lot of documentaries in that it it is just the witnesses telling the story and people connected yeah. to the story telling the story. I would I I would like to revisit that storytelling style and I'm and I I've, I even said to Brandon Mothman to me would be a great place to do that except mm-hmm. I'm just not sure we have enough witnesses to really flesh it out solely through through you know no narration just our witnesses and subjects talking but there is something I mean, how very hard, appealing. how hard was that because it, it seems like that would be incredibly hard to do, or time-consuming, I guess. It's incredibly time-consuming. It? Yeah. The, the, the thing to remember about Minerva is I didn't edit it, but I did do all the transcriptions and and do the layout as okay. far as this needs to go here, this, this storytelling beat needs to go here, this needs to go here. Yeah. To actually go through and edit all that together, I did not do. And that's why I would like to try to do it so I can actually be the one that's that's editing that together. 
you know, maybe at the, uh, maybe, I mean, we've talked about trying to redo this movie or not, maybe, maybe not remake it, but just revisit it in, in some yeah. sort of fashion. Whatever, whatever, I would like to play around with this storytelling style again with the no narration. Mm-hmm. Um, there just is something very unique about that that does not, you can't be lazy. It's, it is, right. it is the opposite of laziness. Um, and that movie does to me in the last 10 minutes, I still, even watching it this time, the last 10 minutes, it falls apart for me. The whole thing falls apart at the very end. Um, mm. and I'm being very frank. I don't know that I've been that frank, sure. frank on this show before, but that's just the people start repeating themselves over and over again. And that's an editor dragging the movie out, um, to reach mm. a time frame that they had in their head that they wanted to hit rather than the, the story should have wrapped up in, in, you know, three minutes. Uh, but it keeps going, and you do have people repeating themselves over and over. Um, mm-hmm. But I did have a a weird reaction to it this time. I thought, I, I well, you know, and, and I'm like you, though. I mean, I haven't seen it. I'd seen it more recently than The Palace, but it had been a long time since I saw it. Long time. Mm-hmm. And some of those technical things still st- stand out to me, but... Um, the, I still feel like the Howie interview is strong. It doesn't look great, but it's it's a good interview. He he t- he tells the story. Um, right. In fact, you could learn a lot. I could learn a lot from watching the movie, um, and the way the characters are the people telling the story. Um, I wouldn't be able to do that with Whitehall, and I wouldn't be able to do it with. I definitely wouldn't be able to do it with Bucky because it's so mm-hmm. big, you know it's so big. Oh yeah, but even with Whitehall, you had so many people that had passed away that were integral to the story. Um, but it is a—it's an interesting narrative. It's a—it's an interesting way we did the storytelling, and mm-hmm. that was a—that's one of those things like Blair Witch Project. And I'm not comparing us to Blair Witch Project, but I'm—I'm I'm saying they—your they, limitations sometimes actually help the the finished film or the finished project end up being that much more special because of the the limitations mm-hmm. um, so it is what it is because of the things that would limit you know other filmmakers those those limitations are why the movie is a success for a lot of people mm-hmm and you know there's some neat synchronicities too about the screening just the fact that you know, it was filmed during Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. and so you, you were watching the film. You know, like what was it? Two years two removed years. from that. Yep. So that I really there's something about that that I really thought was great too. I was I was walking around in, yeah. in the film. I was on right. on film at the. There's Oktoberfest. a Hitchcock moment in there. There's two. Is there? Oh yeah, that's I, right. I, you see me getting lemonade. And right. then you see me walk in. For, you walk see, right like in my front of the my camera. my yeah, the lower half of my body walks right in front yeah. of the camera. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So it was cool to be there and and see that all developing. Yep, as well. Great, great experience. Hopefully, hopefully, listeners are okay with us yammering on about about Minerva Monster Day on the show. Yeah, I think they're okay with it. I hope so. Um. Sasswet. So this is episode ninety-eight and uh, yeah. ninety-nine. We will record ninety-nine and get it out to you guys, and then one hundred will hit soon after. And then Mark and Andy are gonna uh, run the show for a while, and I do plan on coming back at some point if I am allowed. So 
<laughs> Make sure you keep tuning in. The show's still on 97.1. I was just on 97.1 last Monday, last oh, Tuesday, yeah. for the longest How did that interview. Go? It was long. I, I asked him for a copy of the interview. I thought it was great. We talked for over a half hour. Uh-huh. So, uh, and, and a lot about Mothman, actually. A whole lot I'm about kidding. Mothman. Yeah, a lot of Mothman talk. So, um, so yeah, I, I should get a copy of that. I, I'd actually kind of like to run a copy of that on Sasswhat. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know when we would stick it in here, but we we should maybe try to get it on because it was a fun interview. So if you're yeah. in Wadsworth 97.1, apparently we do have listeners. Uh, I've discovered that some people have been tuning in. They might not understand what we're talking about or what we're what they're listening to, but we do have uh, quite a few people in the Wadsworth area who are listening. So if you're on, do we understand? We don't what even we're understand. Talking about no, <laughs> never. That presumes a few things. Yeah, but yeah, that's cool though. Yeah, so if you're in the area and you're listening, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will continue to put out fresh, hot content. Um, and for for everyone that listens, and apparently there's quite a few of you who listen to Sasswat, who came to Minerva Monster Day. Thank you so much for your support and for coming out for the event. And um, uh, no no word yet on if we're going to do Minerva Monster Day 2017. Um, it's one of those things we have to have. We have got to have the cooperation of the Minerva Cherry uh, Amber, the blah, 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 the Minerva <laughs> Area Chamber of Commerce. Um, uh, in order to put on the event, and uh, it's it's up in the air as to whether or not they're going to want to support the event this year. So if you are a listener of the show, you want us to do the event next year, you probably need to email them or Facebook them or something and say, hey, we want to see this event. So, um, But as for now, we are saying that 2016 was probably a one-off. I'd, I'd hate for that to be the case, but it does look like that is the case. Now, having said that... Um, uh, Boggy Creek Monster sneak no not sneak preview Ohio premiere of Boggy Creek Monster November 16th at the Canton Palace Theater um, we're going to show the movie and then do a Q&A Mark and Andy will be there for that the whole crew will be there for that it, it'll be almost a mini Minerva Monster Day so you're going to want to come out we'll have a booth set up we'll be selling stuff um, and then we're going to do something in 2017 at the Palace Theater if Minerva Monster Day doesn't happen. So if Minerva Monster Day doesn't happen, I'm telling you now, even though I haven't spoken to the palace about this, I guarantee this mm-hmm. will happen. Uh, if if Minerva Monster Day doesn't go off this year, we're, we are going to do some sort of event at the Canton Palace Theater that would be comparable to Minerva Monster Day uh, just at the Canton Palace Theater, which is a gorgeous place to go hang yep. out. So, but um, Mark, any closing thoughts on everything? Well, I would just say that as a kid, I, see, this is part of my um, part of my introduction of Lauren Coleman. I just wanted to let him know that a big part of why I was standing there that day is walking into this little library in Central Michigan when I was a kid and picking up Mysterious America, you know, one of his most well-known books, and uh, just to have the opportunity to hang out with somebody who I would pretty much put on the level of, uh, you know, like a personal hero or somebody at the very least that I greatly admired, um, hang out with him and, and did you get to know his real personality a little bit more and, uh, you know, reach into his life, make it a little better. Maybe that was, uh, an experience I will 
not forget for a long time. 